joining us now on Racing Nation, leading Sydney Hoop. Ty Anglin, g'day Ty, how are you? Yeah, good, thank you mate. Thanks very much for joining us. Now you are the Victoria Derby winning Hoop. How does that sound? Yeah, it's got a good little ring to it actually. Um, been uh, in the saddle for about 10 to 12 years now and to be able to say so I've ridden nearly 10 Group 1s and I've got a VRC Derby next to my name, it's... Um, something that obviously we all work very hard for and to get it uh, on Saturday was, yeah, a massive buzz. Now, I've seen you interviewed a few times about this and you've relived it, but, gee, the horse was unbelievably tough. It was the win of a of a good stayer. Definitely. Um, you know, we, we drew a soft gate, but there wasn't any sort of pace in the race and I thought a few horses out wide might have gone on with it injected a little bit more speed but everyone was sort of looking at each other wanting someone else to go and I was in a position for the first half of the race where I was comfortable. My horse was overdoing it a fraction but I was in a good spot and then when uh, Mark Zara took off and Huey went with him, the horses in front of me sort of kept backing off and when they rushed past me, Ace High just sort of we ended up outside the set of heels in front of me, which wasn't ideal, but two strides later, I, I just couldn't get back into that spot because the lack of pace. Uh, but in saying that, I know I ended up wide, but if it wasn't me getting to the outside of that horse's heels, someone else was going to be there, and then I would have been pocketed in behind him, and who knows what would have happened. So mm. as soon as I got into a bit of room, he actually relaxed a lot better for me. He wasn't crowded in amongst them, and he just got into his comfortable rhythm and that's why I was able to just poke along out there and do my own thing and when I asked him, because he relaxed so well with plenty of room, he was able to change gears and really quicken. So, you know, like you say, it was a a great, great um, derby, great win for him to see how dominant he was over that trip moving forward, you know, going to go to some nice staying races next prep. At no stage did you panic. I think that was the key to it. Does that come with experience? Because Pratt had three wide in a distance race, group one, grand final for the horse. On paper, that's not ideal, but you've got to make the best of the situation you're in. And Was that something going through your head where, well, look, I've just got to make the most of what I've got here and what's in front of me and make the horse as relaxed and comfortable as possible and not panic and try and rev up to go forward or strangle and go back? Yeah, I really did have to tell myself that just to... Relaxed because you know when I went out there he was favourite for the VRC Derby and to end up in that position with not you know still at that stage of the race when I got shuffled out wide I, there wasn't that much speed and he's come off a couple of nice races leading so that sort of did go through my head and then I just just went you know what just let it all unfold just just relax he's comfortable now I just had to bite my time and yeah I, I think that just comes with you know a little bit of maturity in the saddle and um, I really had to think about it, just just relax. And, yeah, I was, I'm glad I did because it all just... I know I was wide, but I just he felt so good underneath me. He was just, his breathing was good. He relaxed a lot more. And, yeah, it was, it was a great thrill to be able to pull away that last 100 metres and really enjoy the win. It was a brave decision as well because you know very well how fickle punters are to, to see them. The, the, if the derby favourite got beat sitting three wide and three out, you can imagine what was coming your way. Yeah, it would have been a lot of negative um, things on social media towards me, but 
Um, I'm glad he's won, but you know that the social media they're pretty uh, they're pretty hard on us jockeys sometimes. Uh, but you know that's a, something that we've got to deal with. Ninety percent of them are all behind fake accounts anyway, so I don't listen to what they have to say. And to pull away and win the way that the horse did was enjoyable, as you mentioned. But now that was also that was your first Victorian winner, is that right? Yeah, it was. It, um, I've only been down there. I think 20, 20 odd rides, and you know that's all carnival time, and there's you know about four or five seconds down there, a few placings. Uh, yeah, to, to say my first winner in Victoria was a VRC Derby. Um, I was probably, you know, I'm glad that uh, it all happened at the right time. It's been a great journey for yourself and this horse, David Payne, that the staff involved have been on board this preparation and three wins on the on the trot. It came at a price. You you missed your brother's wedding, which was well documented when when you won the uh, the champion stakes back there at Randwick. So there's been a lot of sacrifices along the way. And look, while you can never take back some of those things, I'm, I'm sure the the victories for you, your family, and that makes that little bit easier to uh, to be a part of and experience what you've been able to experience being aboard aboard eight high. Yeah, that's right. You know the the t- decisions that I I did have to make, they weren't easy. Um, you know, it was. You know, missing a brother's wedding—that's you know—it's a—it's a family event where, for us, England family, we don't get together very often just because of my work, our work, and you know where we're living. We I've got brothers in Queensland and down lower New South Wales, and so it was a hard decision to make. But um, yeah, obviously with him coming out and winning those two races, it was probably the right decision uh, for myself obviously but um, yeah what I gave up was was very hard and what a great training performance from David Payne he's, yeah incredible we know he's renowned all over the world of course for, for being a group one winning trainer but this is a was a great training performance at the horse for this and and he obviously presented the horse in immaculate condition he did um, I remember riding this horse last prep as a two-year-old and you know this is what he was talking about he he thought he had a nice horse but he wasn't mature yet and he's just taken his time you know he he got his confident win at Kembler and then he stepped him up since coming to town he had two two nice placings and then yeah once he got up over you know his ideal distance he won there at Rose Hill and then he came out and won the spring championships over 2000 and went to 2500 so big credit to obviously David and his team the obvious question with any Derby winner, 12 months' time, is your Melbourne Cup type? Yeah, well, you know, it's obviously Melbourne Cup is, you know, probably not just the next level up. He's probably two above that. So what we saw on Saturday, um, you know, you've obviously got to think about it. You've got to start looking at it going that way. And, you know, it would not surprise myself or anyone that um, if he can sort of get there. So he's just a nice horse that goes about his business and he's just in, he's continually improving which is a, a great sign and just on yourself five you've had a, a pretty good spring victoria derby spring champion stakes the uh the golden rose is on a trapeze artist so uh, the good yep. one success is what every jockey strives for and sydney's a, a tough school melbourne's a tough school and to be amongst that and winning group ones must be very gratifying as a jockey yeah, it is because you know I've had my highs and lows in the saddle. I've, I'm freelance and I'm not tied down with anyone. So I've um, t- 
to be able to re- win three group longs in, I think, average six weeks, that's, um, yeah, the best I've ever done. So I think that's, yeah, I, I think someone said that's nine group ones now for me. So hopefully um, I can just keep the ball rolling and continue um, putting myself in the right place to get the right opportunities to continue to win those big races. And riding freelance, we see you ride for the Wallace Stable, um, you ride for Waterhouse and Bot, uh, ride for John Thompson, you know, the list sort of goes on, Gerald Ryan, David Payne, the Cummings yep. Yard with Godolphin. So you're getting good support from the key stables. Whilst you mightn't be locked down particularly to one, you're getting some key opportunities with the, with the big players. Yeah, and, you know, all those names that you just thrown out, it's, it's a privilege to be able to ride for those stables and... I've just got to be consistent and um, when I get good opportunities, I've got to make the best of it. So everyone likes to put on a jockey that's in good form and if I can can continue that, uh, yeah, getting rides becomes a bit easier and when you're riding winners, you get better rides. So yeah, when you're freelance, you just got to be consistent and go about your job professionally and um, yeah, give every horse best opportunity to win. Looking ahead, are there any horses that you're excited about for the future that uh, that you've been a, a part of, or that are uh, that are that are that are racing quite well, or ones that you think yeah. might make their mark in the future? Yeah, not as yet. Um, there's a few nice young three-year-olds sort of coming through the race at Godolphin Stable, but um, yeah, I, so I'm not really I'm really sad on horses, any horses as of yet that has really grabbed me. But um, yeah, just I think Ace uh, a horse that I think still got plenty of improvement with a bit of time and trapeze artist I know he didn't do too well on Saturday but he had a step back and um, I think he'll go to the paddock now and um, yeah he'll come back a better horse so I just uh, yeah hopefully I can continue just picking up a few nice ones along the way What's your thoughts on Interlocutor? Uh, a horse yeah. you've ridden this prep, or I think everyone has had it from memory, but uh, but you've ridden a couple of nice wins again, albeit in the, in lower grade. When I say lower grade, compared to the, obviously the big time of, of Springer City in Melbourne, but Interlocutor, what's your thoughts on it as a horse going forward? Yeah, I'm really glad you mentioned his name because he is a horse on the way up. Um, mm. He's he's a horse that you know his last couple starts, he's just. He showed to me that he, he really knows what racing's all about. He wants to win. Uh, he's got a great attitude. He's got a great ability. And um, it wouldn't surprise me to see him in an Epsom or a Doncaster not that too far away. So he's been very well placed. And, yeah, he, I think he races not this weekend, uh, next weekend. So we're exciting to see how he goes with him stepping up in grade again. Now we're based up here in Queensland, you are from New South Wales, but Queensland I'm sure will always remain a happy hunting ground for Ty Anglin. Your first Group 1 success came back in what, oh, late 2000s with Black Piranha and a Stradbroke? Yeah, right? I think it was 2009. Um, yeah, that was my first Group 1 and it wasn't just a, you know, a, a standard Group 1, a, one of, um, yeah, obviously Queensland's biggest Group 1 they've got and... Yeah, that was a big buzz. Just to be a 19-year-old kid winning a, uh, the Stradbroke was a huge excitement for me. And Queensland's been great. I've, I've had lots of success at the Magic Moons, etc. So, um, yeah, all the trainers and owners have been very welcoming to me. And, um, yeah, I can't wait to get back up there, say, December time in January. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. 
And finally, as well, you do have a connection with Toowoomba, not necessarily racing-wise, Kieran Wagstaff and our local journalists here. You know Kieran, and uh, that's how he's been able to help me stitch this up. But, uh, but you know Kieran up here as well? Yeah, I do. Um, he's mates with, uh, I think he went to uni with my best mate, Ryan Robertson. And, um, yeah, I've met Kieran a few times. He actually, when I went on a horse called Odyssey Moon, I threw him the goggles. So I believe he, I think he had them up until last weekend and he lost them. So... He might have to come out the races again when I might flick him another pair if he's lucky. <laughs> well, Ty, thanks very much for uh, for joining us. We've got another big weekend in the saddle at Sydney coming up as well and, and coming off the back of a career highlight, winning a, a Victoria Derby. And, and we wish you all the very best, not only this weekend, but into the future and, uh, and very, very much appreciate you giving us your time on Racing Nation. Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate it.